welcome to the film review movies music culture and whatever else comes to mind each week the husband and wife team take you on a discussion on culture in movies music politics and society brought to you by lordlandfilms.com so get ready for this week's the film review Welcome to another great episode of The Film Review. Movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to mind. We are the husband-wife team. I'm Crazy D. Tracy. Who review culture in film. This is a special episode because we're reviewing quite a few films and talking about a new film that's going to be coming out that we just saw the previews for in the movie so we're going to be reviewing um night school uh venom yep and uh napoli ever after quincy and we're going to be talking about the new Spider-Man movie that is coming out, but it's coming out in cartoon form. Mm-hmm. It's called Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yep. That's right. So, let's get started. Uh, We went to go see Night School. Now, a couple of weeks ago, there was drama brewing between comedians, all starting on one of the... Uh, interview talk shows yeah. from Atlanta and it right. was a, it was just controversy between comedians but what people seem to have lacked to have um, come to and, mm-hmm. and actually admit was that that beef was squashed right at the daytime Emmys is that, is that, was that yep, what at it the was? Emmy Awards at the Emmy Awards that's right and where um where not only did Cat Williams take one home, but so did Tiffany Haddish. Right, and that that was squashed there. Uh, We won't talk about the 103 and all that and and, and Atlanta and the situation that happened there because we just won't. But we're going to talk about night school. Also within the controversy, uh, they were talking about how um, Tiffany Haddish always seems to appear to play a hoish type character ever since uh, Girls Trip or Ladies Trip. That's the same with them, right? Yeah, Girls Trip. Girls Trip. And what most people don't seem to realize to me is just the character yeah. that she's playing. That was her stand up, that's her yeah. stick. And then she pulls that out, and some people complained about her uh, always talking about uh, white men, which that's not necessarily true, because her stand-up was geared towards any man who is hot, so to speak. Sometimes I wonder if people are mentally challenged, okay, because they can't tell the difference between entertainment and um, real life, realism. I mean, she's an she's a comedian actress, just like all other comedians and actresses. But they wanna want her to. She has to act a certain way and 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 say this the right things and you know as if she's some type of like a a, 
a, a, a robot. So instead of just letting her be her, like all of the other actresses and comedians, they want uh, to put Tiffany Haddish like um, on some type of, well, like she has to be the the say all and do all for everyone for for all for black people, <laughs> and that, and that can't be. I mean, let her be her. I think people are so busy nitpicking other people instead of focusing on themselves and what's going on in their life because they can tell you about what this person and that person need to change and they could go on social media and pick these different entertainers apart right so they spending more time on social media instead of spending time with friends and family you know so um critiquing people so it's just like it's turning into a world of nothing but critics. And, and people who are complaining and talking about right. who is a coon and who's not a coon. Right. We know who the coons are right. because they actually push right. and act in the opposite or against the advancement of black people. Right. But an entertainer is not someone who... Uh, some have opinions, right. others don't. Mm -hmm. But to say that she's a coon or a coonette because of how she uh, acts in a film. She's acting. In a film, th that's definitely wrong. I can tell right. you, anyone who is in the entertainment business right. and wants to make it, right. if you're not willing to, every time you play a role, if you believe that people are going to believe that you are that person right. because they watched you play that role right. then you don't need to be in the entertainment business right. and you won't succeed in the entertainment business okay? Okay. because it's entertainment okay. so all of this controversy swirled around the film right. so of course my wife and I we don't listen to what people say about people you know because we understand the entertainment business okay. is entertainment and to realize, we used to see her on Def Jam Comedy right. back in 94. So she's been on this long track right. to her success. It's not like, right. it seemed like it happened overnight, but it didn't. Right. She kept herself together. She kept right. herself looking, you know, presentable right. and ready to take that leap. When the brass ring was there, she went and grabbed it and right. was able to roll with it. But we remember her from 94. It was the same type of comedy. She right. had stayed true to herself. Right. You have to stay true to yourself and what right. you say you know, in your comedy or in your entertainment. Whatever your stick is, you stay true to it and she has. So that that's that told that coon shit is totally out. It's the a double standard because I don't remember He's no longer with us now, but I don't remember people calling Jerry Lewis an idiot or a buffoon. They knew how to separate him from his characters, you know, from from his film and from when he was on, you know, on stage as a comedian. They knew how to separate Jerry Lewis from Jerry Jerry Lewis the actor, you know, Jerry Lewis the comedian, you know. So I mean, it's just. It's, it's just stupid. And instead of tearing each other down, right. how about talking about the real enemy? Right. The people who are there to destroy right. black people. We right. get too caught up sometimes. Right. We get too well, caught up. Well, not everybody. Not all of sometimes. us. Not all of us. Right. But some of us, sometimes, right. we get too caught up 
in right. uh, talking about how we should act. Right. How about talking about the way right. the actual minority around the globe, the, the 8% right. and dwindling, how they should act as Europeans around the globe, how they should act. Right. How about talking about that? So all of this was swirling around this controversy. So we went to go see the film Night School. It's the first film where um, where Kevin Hart's right. production company, his name is actually on there as his production company. His first ever film before it's Black Coal. Right. Anybody who remembers, I remember when Kevin Hart first came out. And, and many different documentaries, but Black Cold were the ones who were his team for a very long time. When he came out with his uh, straight to DVD yeah. comedy specials, right. Black Cold was there. And then when he did his first comedy specials in the theaters, right. you would see Black Cold. Right. And so they stuck together all that time. And I'm sure that somewhere in there, that company is still involved, but it's probably in the inner workings of of Kevin Hart's company now. Right. So I, I don't know that, not my business, but Strong and Black Code has gone on and do big things. Right. Kevin Hart is doing big things and they continue to do big things together, I will say. Mm -hmm. So that that's a big up to Kevin Hart mm -hmm. for for that moving on and not only becoming a, a, a work for hire, Right. Player, right. but actually a player that can green light right. projects. projects. Right. So, so we went to go see this film, and it opens up uh, uh, pretty good. Uh, it opens up, you see the preview, so we're not giving a spoiler here. Right. You see the previews where he's uh, going to take his SAT right. test, and he kicks over the wastebasket and he says, Ha ha, I'm going to be big. So you think from the very beginning, just from that preview when you go see the film, right. that he once that happens and years pass, I think it's like 10 years, 15 years pass, and you you think that he would be in a bad situation, but Kevin Hart is rolling, it appears. Yeah, So, but we're not going to tell you. We're not going to tell you, but Excellent. he's rolling. Yeah, it was funny. And he is Excellent. a... He is a number one salesman at the job that he has right. and he's doing well could he be living above his means uh, could he well, you have to go see the film to find that out so a catastrophic event happens which is the initiating event in the film right and Kevin Hart's world falls down around him but not to be um, in so much dismay right. to the point where he can't move. He continues to move and he wants to go get his GED. And that's when the story yeah, kicks off when you're introduced to the Tiffany Haddish character who is the night school teacher right. and you're introduced to the various cast of characters. This though it is a vehicle for Kevin Hart and mm -hmm. And Tiffany Haddish, this is an, an ensemble piece, yeah. and I love ensemble pieces yeah. because I write ensemble pieces yeah. for the Black Ice Chronicle. So I love seeing ensemble pieces. They say yeah. 
the, the, that type of film cannot be done. And like I've said before, I love seeing the writers breaking those uh, those uh, guidelines and script writing. So you, you're introducing everyone there is a well flushed out character. Yeah, they, they they're are. not they're not just one dimensional. Right. You, you see them in right. their full frame. You see them with their families, and, right. and it's a it's a nice film. It is, and it's hilarious from beginning to end. Like people were just like laughing throughout the entire film, and like D said, like each of the characters. You know, the writing was so well, you did get to know each of the characters and you liked each of the characters. And all of the freaking characters were hilarious, like in high school. So he did a really good job. I mean, like his film, this film was funnier than any of the other films that I've seen him in. Mm -hmm. Although his other films are good, but Night School is just hilarious with him and Tiffany and just like the whole. Cast. Just hilarious. I think I think it's even more hilarious than Ride Along. Yeah, I think, I think the so Ride Along ones and two, one and two because yeah. you know Cube does his thing. Yeah, Ice but I Cube think is, but I think funny. that this right here, yeah, it really elevates the genre genre because right. he is the genre of the comedy, the dramedy is what it is. Right. And it really elevates. Right. So as the character goes through, he's trying to go through night school. Right. But he doesn't want to let his, uh, fiance. his fiance know that he's in night school. So then that's another element that's built upon it. Right. Then he meets up with someone who had a dissertation with. Yeah, so it's just... And, and so it's just... Like it's just the really, perfect storm. It's the <laughs> perfect storm. And it's uh, a redemptive piece. Right. You know, it has elements of the classic uh, Negro films right. where um, you know there's a redemption piece in it. Yeah, it's, it's a nice reworking of using the Christian motif within the piece yes. to tell the story. Yeah. So uh, we want to uh, say you should go see Night School. Right. Do not let let, let, me, let me do a side piece here. Do you know how uh, the different gossip magazines always talk about Chris Brown? They always talk about Chris Brown and you wouldn't, if you only listen to what the gossip magazines right. say, you would know that Chris Brown has had consecutive number one albums. Right, back to back to back. Consecutive number one singles. Yep. You know, you wouldn't know that he was that successful as he is, that he stays in the studio. Right. And what is the common denominator in most right. of the mess up is there's a European American mm -hmm. woman somewhere that comes to the party and uh, disrupts the party because mm -hmm. that's their job because uh Chris is a self-made black man, right? But this so, year has so, been like a, um, a been, been real because he's kind of like you can tell he's kind of like he's oh, fed up with the bull. Yeah, he kind of you know he knows you know what should be around him and what shouldn't and what to expect, and he knows that as a um, young black male that they will take any little thing and they will blow it up. Exactly like yeah. Bill Cosby. 
like what they did with Bill Cosby and Bill Cosby. Uh, a lot of people are talking about Bill Cosby, right. but Bill Cosby was not convicted of rape. Right. He was not convicted of rape. Go back and find out what he was convicted of. I need you all to read it. Not what the media is saying because the media is lying to you. And we just found out some information from Tyreek Nasheed uh, a couple of days ago that one of Bill Cosby's properties is sitting on oil. And they've been trying to get the property away from him for a while and he's not selling. So how can you, so what would you do you would go back into the old playbook of right. the uh, European American, right. and you would do something to uh, discredit the man's uh, character, right. and then push him out. Right. And also, he was also trying to buy NBC, and I found right. out that he was also trying to buy the Cleveland Browns. Right. And you know, when you get to those type of hollow institutions, if you don't have yourself together. Right. You know, uh, a spot that they can they can get you yeah. on something. So that's why we've talked about it on nothing but the facts podcast. But all I do is high five with women. I don't. Yeah. We we're not doing any hugging. Yeah. We're not doing anything. We're not gonna do anything right. that's misconstrued. Right. But like I told that story about how even the high five isn't full right. because somebody's gonna try to act the fool. Right. You know what I mean? So it's no shaking hands. Which is weird to me because I don't understand how anyone could have an attitude or feel uncomfortable because someone doesn't want to give them a hug. Right, you know, because that's showing ultimate re- respect to women. Right. You know, I was on this, like, when you watch some of my old episodes of the Black Ice Chronicles, right. when I'm going through the script reads, right. you see, I was on Me Too, right. and Enough before Me Too and Enough became a thing. Right. This is back in 2010, 2011. I'm writing this, right. and, I, and I'm finding this, finding this out because we're bringing uh, back some classic clips to go on different places like Bob and Black Book TV right. and also on Lordland TV. Right. And um, I'm finding this, I'm going back through, I'm saying, wow, I'm writing this. Mm-hmm. I'm writing the point of view before the point of view was there. Yeah. You know, so uh, so doing that, so when you, when you get back and you find that out, right. that is why yeah. things happen to people because they are getting too big and for people to believe instead of going to research bill cosby was not convicted of rape though they put the sexual predator tag on him to disgrace him but bill cosby is coming through that yeah because they were saying like even his wife he was he's guilty of having affairs which was stupid of him which helped build up this huge like snowball of a of a mess but um get it snowball (laughs) but i mean but the thing about it is is that um it's they didn't show you how they compared the cases everything was broken down um really well um uh his his uh the one woman who goes back and forth with her hair i can't tell what she is but then they like to throw the afro on her and then take it off or whatever there's me but, going around but saying he, that she looks like a man yeah but see he had a relationship with this woman so then they're showing you know you see all of the uh 
the text messages and the relationship they had over the years. You hear the phone call. Him helping her him to, go to, through college, to go through college. Get her degrees. And so, you know, so if anything, I mean, this man was guilty of sleeping around and having an affairs. But then, for instance, and then another example like Janice Dickerson. And we're just giving you a few. And her book, her book contradicted what she said on the stand. So then they had to withdraw that because she had to admit to lying. Because then Cosby's people are like, okay, well, <laughs> we can sue you. You got on the stand and you lied, which is against the law, right? So then she apologized. She backed out of that. And then so it's just like like for all of the 60 women and then uh, they say 60 women, but then they went through. And they had to get rid of throughout so many of the damn cases. They only took four, four in. Right. So, and this, but all you hear people saying are, "Oh, it was 60, 60 women. women." But it's kind of like jump on the bandwagon. Um, was it Tyreek? Like she that said uh, gave a uh, a great example of uh, the commercials on TV. You know, when they have the, the different attorneys. If you had such and such surgery, and you're having such and such such. Uh, complications. uh complications for having this mash the, the the mush the mesh surgery or if you had a stent put in or whatever type of procedure you had call such and such law offices and we'll get we'll take care of you we'll make you part of the class action lawsuit right so kind of like the same thing they had a calling card out for Bill Cosby if you you know interacted with Bill Cosby you know, and, and, you know, let us know. And so, I mean, it's, it's just weird. It's just weird how it's like a lot of stuff that they threw out in the first case, which is the reason why, uh, what he won the first case, right? Yeah. Well, no, it was a mistrial. Okay. It was a mistrial because some of the jurors didn't, you know, mistrial. So then they decided to do it again. But then, um, it it was just a lot of fuckery. Basically. Let's just take, um, Harvey Weinstein. I mean, excuse me, Harvey Weinstein. Right. He is now. He is truly, right. by what the descriptions are saying, a violent predator. Right. Right. Unlike Bill Cosby, he's able to fly to his different homes. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's not under house arrest. Right. He's able to move around, and they're talking yeah. about striking a deal with, with him. him. And they took, yeah, they because they took Bill Cosby's passports away from him, right? So That's he right. wasn't so able. So he wasn't to travel. he wasn't able to You're travel, right. and he wasn't able to have functions at his house. Right. The 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 uh, the officers would come over, and after right. he had an event, they right. talked about and said that he couldn't have those events. You can't show that you can live. His two his uh, publicists were on a radio right. show right. that we were listening to, right. and uh, said that. Meanwhile, and they came Harvey with receipts Weinstein, too, just yeah. like. Tariq Nashi, they came with receipts and evidence and they played a lot of stuff on this woman's um, radio show um, as well. Um, but the one thing that comes to mind is I remember um, when the whole Bill Cosby situation started with the two mother and daughter attorneys uh, with all Bloom. Red. Yeah, and All Red who, you know, just about every black rapper or actor yeah. or whatever they're they're, they're <laughs> suing them right um so on cnn i remember specifically the one of the women who accused cosby she said she met cosby on the tonight show 
she said she met him backstage because I remember we watched this the CNN special mm-hmm. when they had like all these women who came out to, you know who were gonna sp- uh, sue Cosby or whatever because of what he did this woman out of her mouth she said that uh, Bill Cosby attacked her during um, in the dressing room and we thought that was odd because we said oh it's no, 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 let's go back let's go back now this was a a tonsillectomy basically he, she says that right. Bill Cosby forced. walked into her dressing room, <laughs> and forced. zipped down his zip, and, and, forced. and jabbed in her mouth. This was a tonsillectomy, people. Right. Then she still got out there and on the stage and sang after right. having a tool in her mouth. Now, mind you, she's saying all of this is happening um, on the tonight during on the Tonight Show in, in a green room. Wait a minute, this is in the nineteen sixties. Right. Yeah, un un. Totally, yeah, but unheard of. Yeah, but the thing is, anybody that knows it's like backstage at a lot of these events and stuff. Come on, now she's in the green room, and like all of this is happening. Bill Cosby is attacking you. He's forcing himself on you in the green room when you have all the activity, the different production staff running in and out. Okay, so then we knew, you know, this is what years ago when we saw this on yeah. CNN. We knew that was a lie. It didn't sound right. Okay, so fast forward today. In court, the date that this woman said she performed on the Tonight Show, this woman wasn't there. Because when we, when they showed her, I was like, "Well, who is she? I've never seen this woman before." She she was on the Tonight Show. She performed. Okay, so this woman was never on the Tonight Show. You know, um, NBC had no record of this woman ever being on the Tonight Show. You know, so it's just like. Okay. All of these lies on top of lies right. on top so, of lies. So, so our main point in this and saying this is, you know, who are we to say who are coons and coonesses except right. for those who act purposely against right. their own people? But I will say this. Right. If you are not speaking against the European Americans who are doing the dirt and expect for them to get it before you even expect your own to get it. You might have little coon in you. Just a little. Just a little. If you're not as venomous against Weinstein, I'm excuse me, Weinstein as you are against Bill Cosby and you just believe all these women Bill Cosby did it, that it, and you are in support of them, that is a little trace of meritorious manumission and you need to look meritorious manumission up 1710 and some people are still under meritorious manumission and so it's just a little meritorious manumission so we jump to bill because i think chris brown and a a lot of us a lot of black men I, I knew about this way before. I, I went back to Jesse Jackson when the uh, things came to Jesse Jackson. Just keep your tool in your pants. Yeah, because Bill Have Cosby respect. was guilty of having uh, an having affairs. an affair, but his right. wife right. Uh, forgave him for it. Right. So that's between him right. and his wife. Right. A lot of women, to right. me, who are talking, have never been married. Have never been in, in a relationship for a very long time so they don't know what it is to be in a relationship so Bill played with a himself. person and there is no to major. me to me there is no uh, 
purity. Well, I'll leave that alone for another for another podcast. But I'll say this: be about prosecuting the European Americans as much as you believe that Bill Cosby did it. Let's get Harvey Weinstein. Let's not have him have a, a deal. Oh, they will. Uh, let's not have him have a deal. Let's have him sitting sitting in a jail cell like Bill Cosby for three to ten. Let's have him doing the same thing because he did exactly worse. But you know what's going to happen? Just like the um, Supreme Court justice that was just confirmed. Mm-hmm. Unless we are out there on the front lines actually doing something, black people are actually out there on the front lines giving it up. Some of us who are into uh, intersectionality, they're out there, but it's not sheer enough. If we're not out there protesting and putting our bodies on the line, nothing is going to change. That's just the way it is in America. And some of us have decided to say, hey, we saw that coming. We, we, we knew that. So if he's off, Harvey Weinstein is going to get off and Bill Cosby is sitting in jail. If you're a black person and you believe that Bill Cosby did it with all the evidence, instead of researching and finding all the evidence, you are under meritorious manumission. Period. So that goes back to Chris Brown, and then it comes back to uh, the movie Night School, where um, you know at the end of the film, his his fiance believes that he may have been fooling around, but that wasn't the case. So we went we went off but we came back around. So let's talk about night school. Uh what would you rate night school? I was school? definitely I would have to give it a ten because it's just hilarious and it's well written and it's just like it was just wonderful. I mean Tiffany Haddish was just hilarious. Oh and, and you remember I talked talked to you about her acting. Like I'm so used to her being silly and funny. Um, she, there were like some serious scenes, you know, so I said, Tiffany Haddish, her acting is really good. Yeah, she was know? on three levels in yeah. the movie. She had yeah. the, the, the sassy, yeah. sa- sapphire, sapphire yeah. side. Yeah. Then she had the compassionate side, which she used her facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Acting is about the close up and the facial expression, right. you know, and, and she, she did that. And then of course she had. The delivery being the straight person who brought the laugh about. Right. You know what I'm saying? She reversed it. She was the straight person bringing the laugh about. Right. And it was uh, Kevin Hart that sold the joke. Yeah. But she would be the straight and he would be the one that sold the joke. And so a beautiful um, uh, example of range and dynamic ability to act. Yeah. So uh, you say you gave it a ten? Yeah. Okay, I give it a ten. Also, I think I think it's well worth seeing. Uh, night school. Okay. The sun is going down. It's starting to get yeah. dark. Yeah, yeah, it's starting to get darker. Yeah. Okay. So the next the next piece that we're going to talk about, we just saw this piece. Right. Venom. It's a Marvel's title. Yeah. But before. It even started, we got a preview of a film that we're going to talk about. It's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Universe. We're going to talk about that. I just want you to warm up because we're coming to that. But anyway, Venom. Let me tell you. This is the most 
entertaining Marvel film right. since Black uh, since Panther. Right. Since Black Panther. Right. It is very entertaining. Uh, it has a multicultural cast. Right. Uh, and so it's not so much diverse, but there is something that's concerning. So let's get this out the way first. It's not what you say, but what you put into the book. I mean, what you put into the story. Well, let, let's lay out the story and then I come to the concerning point. Okay, mm -hmm. so we meet the main character. Mm -hmm. And he is a successful investigating reporter. Right. Um, and he is engaged to his soon-to-be wife who is a litigating attorney. Right. And he is looking for, he, he's successful, but he's looking for that story that will take him to the next level and put him on the level to where possibly he could go national, right? Because right now he's in New York City, or no, no, excuse me, San Francisco. He's in San Francisco and he's working his way up. Anybody who has watched like Mary Jane, right. how Mary Jane was local in Atlanta, but she finally got a chance to get to New York and be national. Right. It's kind of like that. Right. So he's he's doing this and he is assigned a story that not necessarily he wants to do. Right. And he is looking for that edge and it just so happens that his uh, his fiance right. works for the for the uh, the office of right. attorneys who um, actually does uh, lawyer work right. for this rich guy who is sending people out of space and doing different experiments and uh, solving and uh, killing lawsuits by uh, paying people off right. right and he and this is the guy that he doesn't really want to interview but he's been assigned this this person right. and the initiating event happens when he finds mm -hmm. uh, when an email comes in on his uh, fiance's uh, laptop right which has to do with the company and that's where the story kicks off right, right there and from there, he's on top. The next yeah. thing you know, he's rock bottom. So I love the way the stories are switched around and you yeah. get the big gloom yeah. at the beginning of the film, right, right after the initiating event instead of going through the right. initiating event. Then the person goes through their hero's journey right. and then all of a sudden something happens and they have the big gloom right. and then they come from out of it and they win and that's usually the hero's journey this is by no uh no stretch of imagination a hero's journey right. film but they rearrange the elements of the hero's journey right. to make it pop move faster and um so that's what it is so the cgi excellent when when it kicks off, man, put your seatbelts on yeah. because it kicks off. It introduces you to all the characters. Right. It lays it out. The acting. What do you think about the acting? The acting was great. Um, Tom Hardy did an excellent job, and the other actor, oh, what's his name? 
Azid is it Ahmad? Yeah, that's right. He he came from off of uh, the HBO that HBO um, uh, show. Something about uh, happened one night yeah. or yeah, where he's an innocent guy and he has a sexual encounter with a woman and somehow she's stabbed up while he's out because she gives him some kind of drug. It's worth that's why you say no to drugs. So you go see it. And, and he's then, also an act. I mean, a, a rapper. Yeah, also. that's right. He started out an MC. Right. And from there, they yeah. picked him out, and then they put him in the HBO uh, mini mini uh, right. short uh, series, and he's been blowing up from Ever there. Since so then. yeah, and he plays the uh, scientist in the film. All right, who is so, who is the villain? The villain. So but he, the, but the acting and, was good. But the reason why he the reason why he's doing what he's doing right. appears to be, if you look at it, noble. Right. Right, right, and it had me questioning in the film. Um, why are they? I mean, certain people are lost when you go throughout history, things happen, but it's right. the extent in which people are lost which becomes the critical factor in which moves him from being uh, someone who is innovating right. and trying to push something positive into becoming a fanatic for what he wants to do. And thus, turning evil in the process. You know, when this film, um, Venom, what I loved about this Marvel film, because it's up there with, I mean, Panther is number one. I love Panther. But Venom has to be number, like, two. Because, I mean, even to me, I like Venom better than the Avenger film. So, but um, Tom Hardy did an excellent job. I knew the film was going to be good because he's a good actor. And, and whatever movie you see him in is a good movie. So he doesn't just grab any script, right? So, but the thing is, uh, Venom remind me of Hanson, uh, that Will Smith superhero movie. Mm -hmm. And I love Hanson because of... Hancock. Just, Hancock, thank Hancock. you. Hancock. Right. <laughs> I'm thinking of the... Uh, <laughs> the Hanson, the brothers. I was like, what is this? this, this we you know... Hancock and um, what I love about that film and I've been waiting for a part two and I don't understand why there hasn't been a part two for Hancock because the movie did extremely well in the box office but anyway just like in uh, Hancock uh, Tom Hardy's character everyday guy just you know and he superhero and I love how Venom is just He's hilarious. It's like some of the stuff he says um, that comes now, let, out let, of let, his let, mouth. Let's explain this before we go further. Right. Let's explain it. Right. Venom begins after he after something happens and right. he's basically absorbed into right um, the Hardy character. Right. And his character's name was Eddie Brock. Now yeah, Eddie, Eddie Brock, Brock was a, 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 he's nice. He's, he's cool. Nice, he's fine. But Venom. Yeah, yeah. It's off the it's, chain. See, what it is, is he's kind-hearted. Right. Uh, the Eddie Brock character. Right. And when he's absorbed in... Right. When Venom... He, yeah. he begins... He starts out as a voice in his head. You've seen that in the trailer, so that's right. no spoiler. Right. He starts out as a voice in his head. Right. And he's the nice one. Right. And Venom is the... I'm going to... Hilarious. I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going <laughs> to... F you up. 
You know what I'm saying? Def Comedy Jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely. <laughs> he on some rah-rah. And he's on rah-rah. So, so that, that's what that is. So right. continue on now. We have to let people know that there's like a split personality yeah. type thing, like a yeah. Gemini thing going yeah. on here. Yeah. So uh, that that's what, when she's saying that Venom is talking, Right. that's what we're talking about. And that's what I love about the film. Like, um, it just kind of remind me of Hancock a little, how Will Smith was just like, he said what was on his mind, he was a superhero, but he didn't hold back. And that's what I like about uh, Venom, mm-hmm. you know, his character. And, and you know, what, what's interesting is, unlike the modern day Incredible Hulk, where it's more based on the very first one, he was leaping across large swaths of land, getting to where he was going. So it was really based on the CGI and the special effects and all that. This film reminds me of the the uh, TV series The Incredible Hulk, where where Bill Bixby played the Hulk. He played in regret. He played in um, how can I say? He plays. Uh, in turmoil, inner turmoil, because mm-hmm. he knows that this creature can come out of him and do damage to people that he mm-hmm. has no control of. Yeah. Uh, the modern day Hawk, even the later one with, because right. uh, first they had got a dude from American X playing it. Oh yeah, they did. And, and then Mark Garofalo. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now he's playing it. Right. He doesn't play. He plays it more as a detached. Yeah. mentally disturbed character. He doesn't play it as someone who would have uh, necessarily remorse right. or or inner conflict with it. So he plays the Incredible Hulk a little bit different. However, I believe <clears throat> that Tom Hardy took a page from out of Bill Bixby's portrayal of Incredible Hulk yeah. to play the conflict is in Eddie's mind. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie, uh, uh, Brock. Brock, Eddie Brock's mind. Right. He played. He's playing that character like that. So the acting. I say all that to say that the acting is yeah. elevated. Even the 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 conversation between the fiance right. after the uh, big gloom situation happens at the beginning of the film. And after that happens, the conversation between the two and how she still feels something, but she has moved on. It's all really... And the first time I ever saw that in a Marvel's film was in Panther. Yeah. That's the first time where I saw the acting. You you saw the love interest between the king and his uh, royal subject, because she's right. of royalty too, right. and that whole conflict between male and female of love, but you know they have to play their perspective roles still. Right. That's that's what's happening in here. So yeah. uh, a lot of the writing is taking pages from out of what Panther did, and, and which is elevated. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe for some of the same writers as Marvel, right? So. Well, well, you know, Kugler, Ryan yeah. Kugler wrote Panther from Apollo Creed, from Creed. Okay. 
right? So he wrote it. So I, 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 I didn't say I didn't see I didn't see his name up there on the thing, but they are borrowing. Like you know, but sometimes you know they, they have, do. Like, you know how you had a main writer, but then when you go in the writer's room, also you there's somebody who is contributing who doesn't. People. So it doesn't could have been get, one of the many writers from off the other project. Right, right, right. That's true. So you know, but they only listed four. But you know, you that's know fine. That but you know how that is. And you know, like Dick Wolf, Ghostwriters, Dick Wolf, his stuff is still coming out, and Dick Wolf passed, right? Right. But he's got a new show coming out on, on CBS, CBS, and right. so obviously it was something he sanctioned, and he right. had his writers, right. but everything. Was Dick Wolf? I said, right. well, how did Dick Wolf write three, four, five, six things at once? You know, without and, but his name is on it. But all he had the a same writing day. thing. No, all the same <laughs> day, coming on the same day, different channels. But anyway, so uh, it is well worth seeing. Again, the CGI, the special effects, the storyline, well flushed out story. You know, you you see the uh Brock character right. a little bit cowardice in some aspects. Well see that's what you said in the movie. I just thought it was a, a reserved person. Well I think you can't go around self, being no, no. like Cardi B taking your shoes and throwing the shoes at people. The views expressed. You can't be like that. You know you have to be grown up. And deal with ish issues as adults. Okay. Not okay. like children. This okay, is not okay, daycare okay. or kindergarten. Let's talk about Cardi B for a minute and uh, Nicki Minaj. Thing. Yeah, 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 no, 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 no. We have, we have, we have to talk about that real quick. You brought it up, so we have to touch no, it for a little bit. I was just talking about maturity. I know, but we have to touch it for a little bit. Listen, okay. there is not equal blame in what happened at that fashion event between Nicki Minaj. And Cardi B, there is not equal. Uh, so many people, and we were listening to that. That was like four or five weeks ago, and we were listening to that. And all the people were giving equal culpability, and there wasn't. Nicki Minaj was back by the wall. Her people put her back by the wall. She did not try to lunge at the girl after she threw the shoe. Right. She okay. was doing interviews. So, so, so she was doing. So there is not. There is not equal culpability. For that whatsoever, right. no way, shape, or form. But every time they say the fight between Nicki Minaj, I always put her name first, Nicki Minaj, and what you know, talk is what it is. Talk is what it is. I, if I remember, good parenting always told you if somebody talks about you, you don't put their hands on them, but they put your hand, pants on you, then you take care of them. That's what good parenting said. It doesn't right. say just because you don't like what someone says that you're going to put your hands on right. your hands on them because you don't like what they say. Yeah, because if that's the case, everyone, we'll all walk around fighting every day. You being a Rite Aid and the cashier is rude and you haul off and slap her. You, you, you be in trouble. So we can't just <laughs> go around throwing shoes and slapping people. Yeah, yeah we, we but, just can't do that. We just can't do that. No. So... You know, so we had to touch on that for a minute because it brought that up about uh, culpability. Right. So let's see, what would you rate? Um, what would you rate? You know, Venom? It's, it's gonna get a ten. Yeah, I have to give it a, a ten. ten so far, it's a ten. The action, the fight scenes, right. how he discovers that he has this. Right. Extra ability before the voice starts to speak to him. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's just uh, really great. Right. Um, go see this film, right. Venom. Go see it. Um, okay. Oh, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's one thing that I wanted to talk about. 
there's only one thing and you know we have to get you know political socially conscious cultural here for a minute um the only thing in the film in the writing and i had spoke on this earlier but i didn't mention it i said i would bring it up later after we went through the accolades of the film you need to see the film however there are there's certain imagery in the film that can be damaging to the melanated mind and which film and, and, and venom oh, there's 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 scenage in the film because venom is kicking butt and no he's black. Ven Ven venom is kicking butt but he's black but however <laughs> he's black from another planet maybe he is black maybe that's us as we morphed on and became super super intelligible people i mean super intelligible beings but in the film um there's a black person who is uh not in jest but it uh it swallows up or uh, or enters into the black person's okay. body and yeah. at first the black person is taking it but then in the end uh the black person is failing what, what you find out about these these aliens that come from a different planet is that they uh because once they once they absorb into you or absorb into a person right. the the, the organs the host the organs begin to fail right. because the what they were calling them parasites chooses not to heal right. the host but and chooses to eat yeah yeah, yeah but I, I just i have to give that right. we, we do that so the black person i have to give this because you know it's it's oh a psycho it's a psychological gosh, no, game yes it is yes it's like i know it didn't it just goes into the no. it just goes in and goes it's into the, the subconscious to the previous person no 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 wait wait lives. wait now wait now but this is where it's different and this is where the mad scientist says this they, they show the black person he's failing his body, bodily organs are failing on the equipment right. and he's sweating and he's failing and the scientist says this the human the human oh so, yeah oh the yeah human was, yeah. so defective something like that so defective in design so inferior in design the human that is purposely put in the film because hue man means man of hue color See, no, that was that was put into the film and that's the way it is and, and we can disagree on it but i just have to tell you make sure you make sure that you're conscious of it so you wipe it out of your subconscious once you see it because certain things are put in films and they go into your eye gate and they go back and they sit in your in your um in your subconscious yeah, the and then wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. the conscious people but we're talking about the unconscious but the unconscious people. is unconscious no they no, don't no, catch no, no, no 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 anyway. no some of the conscious <laughs> people wouldn't catch it because there there's a lot of conscious people who like marvel comics and what i'm saying to you is when they put that in there it sits in your subconscious and then you believe that you wouldn't be able to host that but this particular guy who is uh uh european american and the guy who is indian now indian american by uh by green card i would guess uh could host these things but a black man who is actually genetically strongest on the planet could not host it so you have to get that and pop that out your mind 
and just enjoy the film. I have to bring that to you because that's what this podcast is about, about, about bringing you those things that seem innocent in film, but pushes that same stereotypical nonsense. So we have to bring that to you. So now. Napoli Ever After starring right. uh, Sanaa Nathan. Sanaa Lathan. Sanaa yeah. Lathan. All right. So look. This is a Netflix right. uh, presentation. Right. You know, it's a Netflix presentation. Right. And let me do this real quick, people. You know, I know that's unprofessional, but we're going to we just keep it. There we go. There. Back in it. Okay. So. Okay, so here we go. Um, so, Napoli Ever After. Okay, so we open up with a successful right. sister. She's, she's successful doing her, her work. Right. She's engaged to a uh, soon-to-be doctor. He's still a resident. Right. And everything seems to be fine. Right. And but she is obsessed with her hair. Right. Not just her natural hair, but right. her natural hair turned straight through straightening comb. Right. That's right. That this film. So she is obsessed with her hair so much that when her and the man are in love situations, he cannot put his hands in her hair. Now she doesn't have a weave. Right. She has straightened hair. Right. So so we already said who the lead character is right. already. Right. So go ahead, let's give your perspective on it. So I, I kind of set that up. So she's successful and then um, then something happens and you don't really know why it happened. Yeah, I don't want to forget okay, go ahead. Uh, this book is based on was this film is based on a book by Arthur Trisha R. Thompson, and so um, I remember reading about in Essence, Essence magazine. They have a section and they review books. So I remember reading a review about this book like years ago. So I was excited when I heard that they were going to turn the book into a film, and when I found out that Sonat the Nathan, Nathan yeah was going to be in it. I was um, happy because I knew she would do a good job. Um, so, and they did do a good job. Right. Her and oh, Lynn Whitfield is also Lynn, Lynn Whitfield. Yeah. You know, you know, if you don't watch Greenleaf, I don't know what you're doing. If you're not watching Greenleaf on OWN, you're not watching Brown Sugar. I mean, uh, Queen Sugar on OWN. Right. I don't know what you're doing. I mean, you're really missing out on some great television. Cause you can switch right from that. You can switch right over there to, to, uh, to uh, Empire and then to Star. Yeah, and then move over to Own. And Own and, and watch that. You know. But um, the cast, cast in the movie um, Napoli Ever After. Well, you know Sanai Lathan, um, Ernie Hudson, Leon Whitfield, um, Ricky Whittle. Um, Ricky Whittle is from the show American Gods. Which is an excellent show. Yeah, so wait a minute, wait a minute. Waiting for season two. We're to start. waiting for season two, but however, you know what? Oh, we, let me before we get into that. Um, and Lyric Bennett, he's also in the film. 
Mm-hmm. So, 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 let me tell you. American Gods. We're going to just move off a little bit. You know what I'm saying? We got to let you know. If you have not seen the first season of American Gods, that's on Stars, correct? Yeah. You need to go and binge, sit there, get your popcorn, your favorite drink, sit in front of your widescreen TV, whatever size it is, and sit there and watch watch this watch this series okay watch these episodes I and think it's the like, writing is the, the, the writing excellent. the writing was excellent yeah right? they have new writers but they have new writers but from uh reported from the hollywood reporter right. if you get that feed they said that they had to fire the new writers they had to relieve them a duty because they they weren't making deadlines or such 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 but the previous writers though they were two european american we assume they were black yeah they were two european american right. men the stories right. uh based on the black experience yes, in conscious. america it was a conscious piece of storytelling in with this and and here it is all of a sudden the people who were uh, in head of Star Wars all of a sudden didn't want them to go too far because they had some things in there that me and my wife would look at each other like, "Wow, oh, did they did they really put that? that? Did yeah. they really put that in there? Like, I mean, this is some real, uh, real deep stuff. You know, nothing is really deep because you know, uh, yeah, but Father so Divine, yeah. uh, the Nation of Islam, right. all the different yeah. people who were on the corners." In the in the twenties and the thirties, have pushed all this information through. We're the only ones who have not. A majority of us have not grasped the information to use it for our betterment. But others will take the information and use it for their betterment. Like these two European American writers who took it and incorporated it into American gods, along with other writers. Because I'm sure there had to be some black writers. But I'm just saying they were (laughs) they were. they were knowledgeable enough because that knowledge has been out there to put it into American gods and somewhere along the way the people who are the money people said well we don't want this information out to the masses to the masses just like how they cut uh, the uh, underground because it was pushing an unadulterated opinion coming from a black point a black conscious point of view being put across and they said we do not need to push this out to the masses and john legend he was the executive that's right so i believe that that is why they fired their original writers because they read probably read the script and said well you're going a little bit too far with this right with this black consciousness here in this so we're probably gonna have to bring in some writers to do some buffoonery but wouldn't it be just like that because the seventh seal is lifted that uh, the ones that were gonna do put the buffoonery in, right? They couldn't meet deadline, and and so they had to cut them. Which the the guy who plays, we don't know if he's the devil or whatnot. It's like devil and God, and, right. you know. But it's all gods though, yeah. because God, depending on some people, the devil is God to some people, and God. Is God to other people, and so it's how you do it. But we have this to go is, back to Napoli of Rafa. I know I'm going back. <laughs> Let me finish this. So this is why. Uh, so this is why I, the the main actor who plays 
the devilish type character. Mm -hmm. He's like at, on the last. Yeah, he's getting older. I mean, older. he's getting older and he's yeah. on the last. Yeah. The actor who is playing in Napoli Ever After, yeah. he's just beginning. Right. And he can act. Yeah, because, Ricky Whittle. That's yeah. right, because watching him in American Gods and then right. seeing him play this character, he can easily move from different characters and not be typecast. Right. When they cast him in this film, they purposely did it, I believe, mm -hmm. to give him a shot to show something else. Yeah. Because once you come into a high-powered series like American Gods, right. you can be typecast and they will say, well, you can't do anything like that. Like Kind of like what they did to uh, the guy who played Urkel. Oh, they yeah. kind of held him back and yeah. said, well, he can't play anything else. And that's Jaleel. not true. J yeah. Jaleel White. You cannot. That is not true. Right. That is not true, especially for black actors. So we cannot believe that because right. people turn it on all the time. So yeah. he, he starts in this film as the love interest right. with Sanaya Lathan. Now we're right. back to Napoli Ever After. Oh, and then uh, her other love interest, um, Lyric Bennett is from Spike Lee. She's got to have it on Netflix. So, Yeah, that's right. If you have not seen She's Got to Have It first, first season, season yeah. you need to sit there and watch. You need to go there and get your popcorn again and binge watch these episodes. Excellent writing from Spike Lee. Brought it to contemporary times and moving it forward. So, um, what's interesting about Napoli Ever After is it is a uh, speaking and talking about a group of people who could be what they call boule right yeah people who are in jack and jill right. people who are uh comfortable and right. not rocking the boat right. and comfortable trying to fit into white society right and the hair is uh one of the most important pieces as far as um why they do what they do as far as the hair. The mother in particular mm -hmm. is very uh, particular about her daughter having this straight hair right. and doing it through straightening comb. Right. But something happens and rain comes and the hair turns to frizz and yeah. then that is the initiating that event and then the, that just right. kicks everything off right. and from there she right. goes, she's got to go, her her mother's not available, so she has to go to a to a shop uh, uh, to yep, get so with a beautician. She, story, and I'm though. just saying that, just go to a beautician that she doesn't know, and saying. that's where the story kicks off. off. And right. then a little girl is introduced, right. and, uh, and the, the guy from, who's the father, from what show is that? from Spike Lee she's got to have it okay Lyric Bennett uh, Lyric Bennett is right. introduced and the story right. flows from there excellent I think it, the the, ahead, the writing is really good um, because it introduces you seeing this the film makes me want to go get the book and read the book because of course the book always goes into more detail right because they have to take all that information and combine it into what a two hour or less film right. but um, they did a good job introducing you to her her character and um, you kind of like the, the transition that she goes through um, with her hair um, I think like all women could relate to it doesn't matter if you're black or white Asian Latino whatever just dealing with different hairstyles just 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 the process just the but um, but as a black woman I really really um, 
could relate and um it's certain i mean it's just it was a good movie it was a fun movie um Sanaa Lathan did an excellent job. And her steps right. of from I will I will call it underdevelopment as right. far as her hair right. into development of her hair are broken right. up. Kind of like pulp fiction. Right. Each uh set is broke up with a title board right. that introduces you to the progression in her development. Right. Right? Right. And in the end, not only which is uh, which is some uh, which is a feminist uh, uh, note put into the piece um, where she moves on and doesn't necessarily need a man oh. because the man Ooh, was wanna... the man was wrapped around in hair yeah and you'll see how she navigates through that and who she winds up with in the end right so I'm saying so she has a epiphany within right. the piece that she doesn't need right. a man that has to do so that's the feminist uh, 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 slant within the film right. and then you find out who she ends up with in the end so that's what we'll say about it that it reminded me of um, that song by uh, what's her name India Ari that I am not my hair right because of the different transitions that she you know and then the, and in the end you know it doesn't matter uh, natural hair straight hair blonde hair brown hair if you want to put purple or orange in it that's the fun thing about being a girl you can do whatever you want with I have hair. a slight observation about I am not my hair in the ivory right. not about her in particular right. but I remember when Erica Badu was wearing the dread uh, the, the, uh, the locks she right. was wearing locks and when Eric Purdue freed herself of her locks, right. which is a purification situation, right. there were people who were in the black community who were, I, I would call them bohemian and mm -hmm. into that uh, natural situation, mm -hmm. said, she cut off her hair, she's fake, she's phony. Mm -hmm. uh, people put a lot into hair, no matter right. if it's straight, a uh, weave bald. or bald or locked. Right. They put a lot of a lot of um, value into that right. instead of saying people have different transitions in their life and there's also purification. Right. Like when my mother passed, right. I cut all my hair off. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because there is a, a spiritual belief that your hair holds mm -hmm. what you have been through and to purify you do that and you don't worry about if it grows back or not you just go through and right. so that was a purification process for me and you know so that's what you do right. and you keep moving on and you do what you do and, and, and don't value right. your hair to that point right. and that, that's that's what it is and that's a battle between yeah. you know boule non-boule right. uh good hair bad hair all right. that which we talked about in the original black ice right right, right. so you know yeah. so what would you rate napoli ever after you know what i would have to give it a 10 <laughs> i'm just giving i mean, I mean because we've seen some good films we so. have we have we've seen some good th i have to give it a 10 to the storyline the way yeah. the, the through line of the story right. the the way that she she arcs within yes. the film. And she really arcs her character. She really arcs in the yep. film. And, yep. and, you know, she just becomes truly 
independent. She does. And, and so that's very important. So yeah. go to Netflix and watch this film. You will not be disappointed. Yep. Now we've been watching a lot of uh, Netflix films, but right. another one that stands out to us right. is Quincy. Right. You know, you know, there was uh, Quincy Jones back in '95. He had Back on the Block. Right. He had the documentary. Well, this picks up with some of that. Right. But it takes you way further into now. Right. We're into 20. 2014 through 2017 right and he takes you beyond talking about the the uh back on the block the documentary talked about his early life and it talked about the making of the album and he said he was back on the block and that's what that dealt with that was a this deals with back on the block mm -hmm. it also deals with the in between when he was a jazz musician yeah it moves into him becoming a scorer right, of, of, of a film. Right. You know, and Michael he, Jackson. And Michael Jackson goes working into him uh, yeah. working with Michael uh, back on the block, you know, yeah. is mentioned. But but it really goes through the through line and it talks about his mom. Yeah. Talks about his pops. Right. And it really gets to his relationships with his wives and children. Wives and his children. But right. it really gets to something that anyone who is who is conscious and really thinking about it that age yeah. is a MF yeah. getting older is an MF and this is what it is so you open up and you open up with Quincy Jones now and as different situations happen within his now time it gives him a chance to look back and thus the the person who edited it takes you back to those time and it's right. beautifully told yeah. his beautiful. daughter rashida jones did the documentary okay she right. did an excellent job that's right and you know and you know that her his his son right. is qd3 and he had those right. beef dvds right. back in the 90s so you know a talent abounds in his family yeah so uh so it flashes back and it takes you back and then it comes forward right. then the initiating event in the piece which lets you know is He's not feeling well. Yeah. And that's where it all kicks off. Right. And it becomes then, uh, it appears to me in the film to be an urgency to get everything yeah. done. Yeah. To complete everything. To be involved in situations that will advance, like what like he's done all of his life. Right. Advance black people. He, he, the word black comes out of Quincy Jones' mouth, right. though before, uh, after his very first wife, which was a high school sweetheart, right. every woman he's had ever since then has been European or European-American. Right. Okay? But the term black comes out of his mouth. Right. He is about black advances, black right. cause, black uh, not necessarily superiority, right. but black advancement. Right. Uh, and that's what he's about, and that's what comes out of his mouth, and that's what Quincy Jones is about. Right. Um, beautifully shot. Music is great, of course, Quincy Jones. Yeah, yeah. The, mu the beautifully shot music yeah. is great. Yeah. Uh, you see him. You see the 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 hills and valleys. Right. Uh, Count Basie told him. Right. That worry about the valleys because the hills will take care of themselves yeah and so there's hills and valleys in life right. 
right. uh, like there's hills and valleys in a career right. spanning from his time from the 30s all the way up to today right. there's hills and valleys but it's the time when you're up that you take care of it so that when you come down you still can sustain yourself and that's a lesson in the film that is not missed so definitely see this film so you know there are great there if anyone who is who is in a mind state that there's nothing good going on as far as uh, black folks and entertainment there always has been but this period right here that we're going through, not only not unlike the night, unlike the '90s where it was film and we had some TV, now it's TV and film, Netflix, Hulu, all these different uh, networks where we are seeing ourselves in these films. So I mean, this is a renaissance. This is like, you know, like the renaissance, like. Um, the Harlem Renaissance. Right. This now we're living through another Renaissance, and don't miss this because you will be missing it for sure. So, uh, what do you rate it? I have to give it a ten. Oh, we've been giving tens all because they've been really good films. And what I love about it is I was able to learn a lot about Quincy Jones. I mean, they show pictures of him um, from when he was a child and infant, all you know, all the way to adulthood. Um, just the music um, and just learning where where his mind was, you know, while working on each project, um, it told a story of its own, you know, um, and just you know the introduction to his family and just ten. It's just excellent. It was just well done. Um, like you said, the the uh, cinematography was great. Um, and a lot of it was done on yeah on camcorder yep you know handycam probably sony yeah you know because you know his daughter it opened up with the daughter on the um yeah the camera in the car yeah talking to her dad right and 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 then it kicks off for that so yeah i give it a 10 uh the the storyline the way that they flashed back and brought it forward right everything meshed with uh with the topic subtopics you know everything in there is beautiful you learn a lot like i didn't know he worked with dinah uh washington yeah yeah i mean it's amazing of who he has worked with right. that people dismiss because of course they're they're gone right and Frank then sinatra he also laments laments right. with um with Billy D. Williams, Billy right. D. Williams in the film, he laments yeah. along with Herbie Hancock, Hancock that yep. so many people are just dropping yeah. off yeah. and leaving, and yeah. then you know that that's the whole thing about getting older, yeah. and you see your contemporaries yeah. leave, and you see people in your age group leave, you see people that's not in your age yeah. group leave, and as you get older, you yeah. know you're marching towards that inevitable inevitability right. of the end. Yeah, because when he mentioned Michael, when he was just naming all of Prince. his friends and, you know, people who had passed away. Yeah. And then, you know, he was just like, and Michael, you know, I outlived Michael. You yeah, know? and he said Prince. He, he mentioned Prince, too. Yeah. So, it's, um, it's, it's, it's well worth it. Also, you get to see the behind the scenes because he was the music and production coordinator for right. the African American Museum, the right. Smithsonian right. African American Museum and in DC. You're able to see um, a little bit of the museum. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so. you get to see him again. It, it's a it's a looking back, right? And knowing that you have more years behind you right. than you have in front of you, and that's what right. when people get to a certain age. Right. That's why, like me myself, I'm 47. I know that there's more time behind me than there is in front of me. Right. So I don't play when when I, when I work with people. I make sure I get things done. You know what I'm saying? And leave a legacy behind. That's what it's about. Because there's right. no time to play. Because I always thought that way. Even when I was in my teens right. and my 20s. I always felt, I always believed that way. Right. And I felt I believed that way. Right. And I always worked to leave something behind. So you can right. see my stuff on iTunes, on right. Tidal, on all that. And that's right. what I do. Right. So, um... It's just a beautiful piece all together. We just can't rave on it enough. Make sure you go to Netflix, right. watch that. So now, oh, let me sit up for this. Miles this Morales. Is, that's Miles Morales. I don't know how a, a character that was based on Barack Obama and Donald Glover could have Miles Morales as a name. But you know, of course, we were here first. So thus we would Everybody. have had those names, right? right? So Miles Morales is the first right. black Spider-Man. Spider and the film is coming out December right. 14th by what is reported. Right. But we saw the trailer. Right. And let me tell you something. Right. This is got to be. This might edge out as a car as a animated. Yeah. Feature, right. it may edge out Venom, right. and it may be Panther, yeah. this, and then Venom. Yeah. It is very, right. very entertaining. Hilarious. It, int it introduces you to right. uh, Miles Morales, yes. whose father is a police officer. Yeah. If you go see Venom, or you're gonna see, you gonna see, see the Venom, trailer. So this is not show you this the is not this trailer is not because, like after the movie. So when no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Well, when at the, the movie at the beginning you see a trailer, right? But then with all the other film trailers, right? But when the movie Venom goes off, you see um, they show you more of okay, uh, uh, the uh, new uh, Spider-Man. Uh, so about, make sure you stay. Let, let's talk about let's talk about after that. the credits. All right, right. right let, let, let's talk. Let's let's talk about it. Um. His father's a police officer, right. and he is definitely being reared and raised by his father, right? And his father wants him to stay a grounded young man. And what happens is that you're introduced and you find out that the name of the movie is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Universe, right? Right. Or in the Spider-Universe. Into the Spider-Universe or in the Spider-Universe. And you're introduced through some kind of kaleidoscope type of a meshing of different dimensions. Right. You are introduced to various different Spider-Man Spider right. uh, and Spider-Women. I would say Spider-Woman and different Spider-Man. You even have Porky the Pig. But anyway, so we'll leave anyway. it like that. Let me see the trailer. But this is an entertaining Romp just from the trailer alone, right. it's gonna be a blockbuster, right. it's worth seeing. Yeah. And then at the end, yeah, the true introduction, the true introduction is after is, Venom, is after Venom. So right. you sit there, and meanwhile, in another another dimension, 
and you're introduced to this and I tell you that you will be on the edge of your seat during this uh, I can't even call it a trailer it's like it gives you a five minute piece of the film yeah so that's why it's more, it's more yeah. than a trailer because it at is the beginning actually, of you see the trailer before right. the movie comes on right it, you know along with multiple other films that are coming out right but then you, you know you watch the movie Venom but then when the credits after they've ran you see you're really introduced to Miles uh, right. Morales it's more like, a, like five minutes it's right? more like a featurette a featurette that's it's more like a, it's something that would usually come before but yeah. it's a featurette it's yeah. at the end so and you're it. sitting there and yeah. you are totally on the edge of your seat people are cracking up yeah and the odd yeah however i have to put this in so that people will be aware and then let this go into your site guide geist and then and your site gate and go back and not let it be a site geist locked into your subconscious now you remember peter parker was a teen too and he was able to figure out all of his situation right. without help of anyone. He doesn't get to help until he's introduced to Iron Man, right. who then gives him this suit with the everything. But other than that, he right. figures all this out himself. He figures out his web slingers and right. all that all himself. He figures out his uniform all himself. Right. But in this one... And from the trailer, it appears that the Peter Parker character now somewhat in his 30s, because this is different dimensions coming together. Someone in the 30s, he is teaching uh, Miles Morales how to really be Spider-Man. Right. Right. And again, that is an example of them writing into scripts that black people cannot do it without the help of a European, and that, that's just what they're putting in the script. I can't help. I can't help that that's the way it is. And also, another thing is, we used to have this uh, this person who was big in the community. His name was Ken Ferguson, and he he held all of the uniforms and all of the outfits for for uh, parties for for parties, and he's probably still doing it. He's Still big, owns his own building in um, Cleveland, Ohio. When did we have but, off of Kayla's party? We yeah, we had one. Yeah, yeah, it was Barney. Okay, uh. but we would just say that Barney didn't exactly look like <laughs> Barney, and so we'll believe it like that. And you know how that is. So the kid's Spider-Man outfit looks more like a Halloween costume. Right. And it kind of reminded us of our nephew wearing the Halloween costume. And this is how they're setting this up in this other dimension. That somehow, you know, the Spider-Man got his eyes cut out so he can see through the uniform. And it's more like a Halloween costume than it is someone being able to work through it and create their own uniform. And so I say I have to put those two uh, interesting elements that they are putting into this film to say to black people that you cannot because you know it's not harmless this is not harm this is put in the film purposely and you should not doubt that at all so when you see it you, you see it and you brush it off because we know there's plenty of history where we were teaching 
Europeans and European Americans how to do it. They brought us here because we were the skilled artisans. We were the skilled planters. Right. We were the ones who came with all of the different beans right. to plant. Right. We were the ones who did that. Right. And that's why they brought us here, not just because of our labor, right. but because we knew how to build things. Right. And if you doubt that, look at how the infrastructure is falling mm -hmm. apart now because they have purposely kept black people out of being the ones who design as well as build things and that's why the infrastructure when you go back and research about the infrastructure you find out though they put european americans in the front on the pictures when you go back you see the black is building it so anyway so we'll leave that right there so from the trailer what can you say about them we can't really rate it yeah. but from the trailer what can you say about it um, when I saw the trailer, the first thing I thought was, this is going to be a nice um, animated cartoon. I thought about my little nephew and how he's going to love it because he loves Black Panther. And like my niece is playing it over and over and over. She said on fire stick for him. He loves seeing it. So I do believe he's going to love this film because he's going to see himself he's gonna see a young black boy as a superhero and he's going to love it and so i just thought I'm, it was just endearing um the humor the relationship between him and his father um it's gonna be it's gonna be really good and they have him drawn he's you know when you when you come into your own as a teenager 14 15 years old right. going to high school you come to your own and you come into that smooth yeah. moment. Yeah. They have him in that smooth moment. He's wearing the hair, right. which is a throwback to us, to the to the 80s with what we call the high top fade. But right. it's a little different. It's more like the mushroom, like what they're doing now. And not mushroom, but more like the, 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 the uh, locks to God, as mm -hmm. I like to call them. Mm -hmm. And then it, that's a throwback to what my father said back mm -hmm. in the... 40s and the 50s right. they had that same hairstyle right. so each yeah. people get that same hairstyle right. so they have him in that smooth he's coming into his own yeah. and he's going to be a great character to move on yeah. move the Spider-Man uh, legacy on in yeah. his dimension and I can't wait until they turn it into a live film. action yeah I can't either, okay. Like okay. so they have some great people in there but we're going to yeah. talk about all the people who are in the film right. uh, who are voicing the film right. when the film comes out when we right. review it right. so stay tuned for that Right. so anything in closing that you would like to say no oh, we, we have had this is what is this four films and, and talking about right. one trailer that's five baby five this has been an extended uh, the film review Movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to mind. Brought to you by the Black Ice Chronicles, the Shifter. The Black Ice Chronicles, the Shifter. It is the first film that kicked it all off for me. That one uh, curator's pick in Hollywood. It is showing on Vimeo right now. TBIC, The Black Ice Chronicles, The Shifter. It is horrifyingly uh, hilarious. 
you will be entertained. The characters are well drawn out. It, 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 and it breaks up into before and after. And you will love of this film. And, and it's, it's an all... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. It's, it's an ensemble piece. That's right. It's an it's ensemble just, piece. It's hilarious. You get to know each of the characters. Um, what I love about it is it's community, which that part, I mean, it really represents um, the community of the store, Crazy D's uh, record store. Right. So, which was a community. And like all of the people that came in the store, you know, they're family. And you grew up seeing them. And you grew right. up seeing their children and their aunts and uncles and mothers and fathers. It so, it, right. And it's, and it's part of that is, is depicted in the film. So and it's hilarious. The writing is great. Um, the music is excellent. That's right. I, I showed my Artur ability to create and sculpt scenes and using the music to tell the story. So it's two ninety nine. It's only two ninety nine on Vimeo. Two ninety nine, and it's especially for. October because it's the shifter and it's Halloween. A shapeshifter right. that comes into Crazy D's life right. in his store right. on Halloween. Right. And so it's it's, uh, it's very good. So this is brought to you by the shifter, Black Ice Chronicles the Shifter showing on Vimeo right now. I have the link on the replay. I have the link in the description. Which I so, will rate a ten, also. Just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna review we're gonna review some of my films. But that one right there, my people, yeah. uh, Poison Ivy is in it. You yep. see her, and then her character goes on into She's three hilarious. other films. Right. You know, Shamika. She goes on to three other films, yep. and so you know, so this has been. And Diana plays the shifter. That's right, Diana Guma Roba. She was Russian and, and she had a thick Russian brogue. Right. And I trained her linguistically how to say R words right. uh, without using the uh, the hard R that right. Russians have. I taught her how to, so she would sound more of an American character, though she would still have her accent as something that was foreign. Right. Right. But I tightened her up so. It's a beautiful piece. Everyone came Great through. Great film, diverse cast. Yeah, and it was shot. It was shot in the month of October. Right. Edited up and released on that on that twenty ninth of that that Saturday the 29th. Right. And, and it was pressed up into DVDs. Right. And each all of them got copies to sell. Right. So you know that's what we do. That's what we always did. But anyway, so this has been the film review. Movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to our minds. We are the husband and wife team. I'm Crazy Day. Tracy. Who review culture. The film review. Movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to mind. Brought to you by LordLandFilms.com. The hosts. Crazy D and Tracy Dion. All music heard on the film review. Available on iTunes, Apple Music. Live stream recording and audio. Crazon Dion. Research on topics, Tracy Dion. The film review, movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to mind. All rights reserved. Lordlandfilms.com. Copyright 2019.